This is the Landscape Ontario podcast. I am Scott Barber. Have you ever worried about what would happen if the Ministry of Labour showed up at your office or your job site? Natalie Hansford, she's got you covered. Natalie is the Director of HR for EIO Solutions. She's an expert in all things HR, and we're going to talk about, among other things, what it looks like if the MOL does show up at your workplace. What should you expect? How should you react? All of that is coming up next. The Landscape Ontario podcast is sponsored by Dynascape Software. LO members save 15% on Dynascape products, software upgrades, and online training. Visit dynascape.com for details. All right, this is the Landscape Ontario podcast. I'm Scott Barber. I am joined by Natalie Hansford today. She is the Director of HR at EIO Solutions. Happy to have her here on the podcast today talk about some HR, uh, how it relates to uh, landscape businesses, and also about um, you know what to do uh, if you are faced with a situation where the MOL uh, comes on site. And that's something I think uh, you know it's good to be prepared for. But first, uh, Natalie, if you wouldn't mind just telling me a little bit about uh, EIO Solutions and your role at the company. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's super exciting to be involved in this, especially because you're just starting this up, so it's super exciting. Um, So yeah, I'll just get right into it and tell you just a little bit about the name, what it means, what we do specifically, and then I'll dive into my role a little bit. So EIO Solutions is an employee investment optimization firm, and it's the first ever in Canada. We actually invented the industry. So what we do is we help small to medium-sized companies build a strong foundation for their business and give them peace of mind when it comes to managing their workforce and staying compliant because a lot of the times people don't really know what to do. They have an expertise in their industry and what they do because they're very knowledgeable in that, such as landscaping or whatever the case may be. But staying compliant, managing their workforce has kind of come secondary to that because it's not their expertise. So what we do is we tailor a customized action plan. Of course, depending on the industry and size, compliance varies. And we implement that plan to protect them against government fines, industry standards, and keeping their workforce happy. So in summary, that's kind of what we do. Um, We do have like standardized plans on a month-to-month basis, and then we also work as a project base. So we can actually come in, do a full audit, see what's missing, and then work with the company to implement something that can help change. And we're not just someone that comes in and starts telling you what to do, because We hate when people do that to us too. So what we do is we try to understand how the culture is in the company. What are some of the daily things that you guys like to do? And we work with that culture as well as the standards and we build a plan that's gonna work effectively in the workplace depending on the generations that you have or maybe just the standardized culture that you have on a daily basis. So we work with you, not against you. And we definitely have wiggle room when it comes to making sure we're implementing things properly. Mm-hmm. So my role at EIO Solutions, of course, like any other role in any company varies day to day, but my main role is the director of HR. And of course, there are services that we provide to clients. So a normal role in H, like an HR director would be managing a bunch of HR um, managers within the company to making sure that they are auditing the company properly and transitioning and implementing HR practices. In this case, I am also doing that, but I'm helping also with the services. 
So because I have that entrepreneurship background, I really understand where the employer is coming from, what he or she understands, what they're going through, that they have uh, budgets that they have to work with, but they also have humans that they're working with and health and safety concerns and stuff like that. So I take that background and I implement it towards our services to make sure that our, we're very relevant in that industry. So over the past couple of years, I've been trying to find what is specifically needed in the marketplace when it comes to HR, health and safety. And I found that having that knowledge and background or even like a basic understanding of HR or health and safety is super hard to find. People go to school for this. So they learn for years about these compliance and regulations. So someone just coming off the street and trying to do that is almost impossible or you're Googling things and you're making mistakes. Sure. And that's what tends to happen a lot. So my job is basically to ensure that clients see value in what we are providing in terms of service, but also how we can do better as a team to share our knowledge and resources. So in summary, that's kind of what we do, how we do it, and my role behind that. Right, right. And I should say uh, we connected because uh, uh, I eat. EIO, excuse me, Solutions has been working with or has uh, worked with uh, Landscape Ontario. So that's how yeah, uh, we actually connected. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been a great experience uh, um, for the uh, association. Um, do, do you work, uh, have you, do you have much experience with landscape uh, or horticulture businesses or, or even, I guess, the construction uh, and trade sectors? E yeah, absolutely. Our industries and our experience in the industries vary. We have a lot of other resources behind us as well, especially with our EIO experts, which we like to call them. So the people that actually come on site and help our clients. Um, but industries vary. We have anyone from the retail industry all the way to construction, landscaping, manufacturing, you name it. And if, the, if that EIO expert doesn't really have a specialty in that industry, someone else does. And that's the good thing about our team is that we do work with each other and we bounce ideas off each other and there's not just one answer. So that's what a lot of consultants do is they come in, they shake your world up with only the one way that you can do things. And it scares employers because usually that one way is the most expensive way. <laughs> so when people come in, it scares them. But what we do is we kind of, we give you a couple different options of what's going to work for you. And you can make a business decision as an owner and figure out what works best for your company. So we're never just going to give you one answer. It's going to be maybe three or four, and then you can pick what's right for you. So when it comes to the industry, we've been testing out landscape, especially when we have been working with you guys um, and working with some of the association members and We've found that a lot of the members in Landscape Ontario are having a lot of problems with like retention or just basic health and safety standards when it comes to when people are on site, is it different than when you're in the office? And the answer is absolutely yes. And then their question is, okay, what is that? And there's so many different questions that we can help with. And even as simple as like picking up the phone and calling us, we don't necessarily have to go on site and help you. We can do it all through the phone if that's what you would prefer and maybe you want to take the lead on things but when it comes to industry wise we have a full range of experience in that mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah as you as you i'm sure you know uh, landscape ontario we have 2800 uh, member companies and that uh, you know a 
huge percentage of that uh, group are small businesses. Um, they probably don't have uh, an HR department. They probably exactly. don't have an HR staff member even um, because they, they may just have a handful of employees and, uh, and um, yeah, of course some are larger and they do, but uh, so what for, for that kind of company, you know, that may not, you know, that may be the owner operator that does all the hiring that uh, really looks after all of the HR, traditional HR um, elements. What, um, you know, what would you tell them about why it might be useful to look at something like an EIO solutions uh, for their business? Yeah, I mean, we definitely get that question a lot. We have anything from working with the HR manager that's already on site to working with the owner or sometimes what we call the administrator or office manager. Because sure. most of the time it's either the owner or it's the office manager that's taking care of that stuff. And they're just kind of picking that person to take care of it because they maybe have been there the longest or they're the right hand person that helps them with everything. So they kind of just say, okay, you can take care of everything else. Let's just also give you HR. And that's where we usually get into that problem because there isn't an expert or someone that's involved in that industry and knows the regulations and what's required. So that's when you usually get into trouble because you start Googling things. You'll call your lawyer and then you'll get a bill of a couple thousand dollars for asking them some simple questions. So my answer is we can absolutely help in different avenues, whether you're the owner working on things and there's different packages that give us more involved. So if you, for example, have an HR manager on pre like on the premises already, which is really great, we can actually work with that HR manager and add an extension to the department to give them that extra resource so they can pick up the phone and say, hey, Natalie, I have the situation. Can I bounce an idea off you? Or I've never dealt with this situation before. I don't know what to do. So there's different ways that we can help. Whereas if it's the business owner, most of the time they don't want to deal with it because they're so busy. Of course. Of course. Um, they're doing what they need to do to make sure that their business is flowing right and they're making profit. So they like us to be a little bit more hands-on most sure. of the time when that situation comes on. So we actually can come on site, help them get our hands dirty. We, we're not just that HR company that sits in an office and types away at our computer. We have every single person has safety boots. They have their glasses. They actually come on, they get dirty. You know, they go on site, they understand exactly what's going on. And then of course they'll come back, look at their notes and actually implement it. So um, depending on what they need, we're able to reflect that in our services. Right. Yeah. Um, so why don't we sort of move to, um, you know, what, uh, what happens if, you know, uh, for whatever reason you have an issue with the Ministry of Labor, um, yeah. obviously a, a dreaded situation for any business. Um, and it's something that you know a lot more than I do about. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of members, uh, a lot of landscape companies may not know a lot about, you know, what you know, that may be sort of a dreaded thing for them. Like, what would, what would I do if that sort of situation yeah, arose? Um, what would you tell, what do you tell, um, you know, small businesses, business owners about what that looks like if it does happen? Yeah, so a lot of people are scared of the word Ministry of Labor. It's scary, especially now that they've hired about 175 new officers just in Canada. So, well, specifically Ontario, actually. So, that just grew massively. They have their own districts. So just so you know how it's standardized is that people mm -hmm. get shift to regions and they stay in those regions and they are able to, that's kind of their territory when it comes to the Ministry of Labor. 
So the first thing that I have to tell people is that when the Ministry of Labor comes on site, the best thing to do is treat them with respect and authority. A lot of people fail to realize that the Ministry of Labor actually has more authority than a police officer walking on site. A police officer needs to have paperwork with them to even pass the doorway, right? Ministry of Labor does not need anything. They don't need permission. They don't need uh, to call in and ask permission to come on site. They can just stop by for a simple visit and walk through the door and come through the back and see what's going on. They can immediately go to your employee files and start looking through them. So that's the difference between that. So the best thing in that situation is treat them with authority, treat them with respect, and understand that they do have that authority to walk on site without notice, and they can start digging through whatever they need to do. So when a Ministry of Labor officer comes on site, they don't want to work against you. They never want to. That's not their job. Their job is not to fight with you. Their job is to work with you and make sure that the you're compliant and the workers are going to be safe when they're working. So most of the time, because of that, they want to make sure that you have everything compliant. So they'll walk in um, and they want to make sure that if they've already been there, you've fixed the things that they have talked to you about in the past, or if they haven't been there, that's most of the time when they're going to want to work with you a little bit more or give you that warning. So if it's the first time that Ministry of Labor has ever walked on site, don't be scared. A lot of people freak out. They'll call their lawyer and they'll, they'll call someone else to deal with the Panic situation, yeah. but work with them because it's the first time they've seen you. Most of the time, they're just going to give you warnings. They're going to give you a piece of paper. It's going to be filled with orders if you don't have anything in place. And you just got to work with them to make sure that you're meeting those deadlines. Um, and what I mean by order is an order is basically things that you have to get done within a specific time frame. So if you don't have a health and safety board, they'll have that on there with the specifics of what you need and maybe 30 days to implement that. Right. And Whereas just, just fine money. A little bit. So yeah. do the, is it typical for the ministry to just show up unannounced? Is that generally their MO? It happens. I mean, most of the time they're going to be on site because of a complaint. Okay. So an employee can put in a complaint, a customer can put in a complaint, a previous employee, it could literally be anyone, and it's anonymous. So they could actually just call in, they can even email in and put a complaint in, and they're required to come on site and check it out. Whereas they can also stop by for a visit. So usually the only times they stop by for a visit is if they're in the region, they drive by and they're like, oh, let's just check in on that company. Or they have been there before, they recognize the name as they drive by and they drop in because they they've gotten orders from you before right. so they'll come in regularly usually when they've already seen you because they recognize the company when they drive by but most of the time it's because of complaints and once you get one complaint you're going to see that officer more often right right yeah um what what are typically some of the things that you know can you give examples um, of yeah. what kinds of things would be a complaint that would lead the ministry to to come to a work site? Yeah, so I mean, depending on why they're on the premises, so specifically if it's for a complaint, it could be anything. And, and when it's a complaint, it could be a lie. It could be something that's not true and they still have to come on site. So it could be anything from like a health and safety concern. Maybe there's water on the floor floor a lot, or maybe they're not getting paid proper vacation pay. Things like that is why they're going to be coming on site. And the Ministry of Labor has two different sectors of uh, 
expertise, if you want to say. So there's more of like the health and safety side. So the Occupational Health and Safety Act, which is your green book, all the stuff considered for your health and safety board, all those things that are more policy related and actions of preventing hazards. Whereas there's also officers that are specialty is in ESA. So the Employment Standards Act, making sure you're following all the regulations that are in the Employment Standards Act, which is stuff like vacation pay, the new minimum wage, um, so things like that. So there's two different expertise in there. So it could be anything involving those things. Um, if there is a hazard or, for example, an accident that recently happened in the workplace that was maybe a little bit more severe, you reported it to um, the Workplace Safety Insurance Board, so WSIB, mm -hmm. and they actually would hear from that and come on site and investigate it as well. So there's a various of different reasons as to sure. why they could come on site. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if they're there for a random visit, most of the time what they want to see is your basic health and safety board. So if they just stop by for the first time, there's no complaints, um, they're just going to kind of come in and say, hey, where are your documents? Where's your health and safety board? Where are your posters, policies, the basics? And sometimes they'll ask for that manual. When you don't have those things in place, so they're just stopping by and asking for those things, and you say, sorry, we don't have it that's when they start digging. That's when they start to go in the back. They start to actually look at things. They start to see right. if people are wearing PPE or following the procedures or having any hazards in the back. So that's what kind of gets their mind racing. If they walk in and you have those things, that's when they feel a little bit more safe and say, oh, okay, thank you for the visit. Most of the time they'll say thank you and then they'll just walk out the door. So it's just making sure you have that um, bare minimum compliance to making sure that they're happy when they come on site. Right, right. What do you? What should um, you know? Business owners tell their employees about you know what they should do. I mean, hopefully they have um, you know proper health and safety, and their employees know to wear PPE and and so forth. Let's say it's a, a landscape company, and the MOL shows up at a at a you know a residential job site or something like that. Right. Does that does that happen? Would they show up at a like a like they're building a landscape at someone's at a client's home? Uh, is right. it possible that the MOL could show up at uh, that kind of site? It's possible, but it doesn't normally happen. Okay, and be more more be the the work the um, the office and yard. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it definitely happens. Not saying it's not going to happen. Sure. Um, but they're most likely just to go, actually go to where the management lies and the employer is. So it would be more on the wherever if you have a like a warehouse or something that you actually set up and get ready that's most likely where they're going to okay. do their visits they don't usually know where their on sites are um, right. obviously because they're on site with a client but with that being said it's not impossible so they, they could have the authority to do that if they if for whatever reason they got a complaint uh, um about Absolutely. Because yep, it could be from the client maybe who knows right um, sure. so there's always going to be a uh, a fear of them actually coming on site, but it's making sure that your employees know what their rights are. So making sure that they have the basic training, which is the health and safety awareness training, which goes over your four steps and also your three worker rights. And going over that basic step, as well as any like WMIS that you require, so hazardous material, and then maybe above and beyond. So all the other things that they're using in terms of equipment and gear, uh, PPE is covered just based on what is required. So it's going to be more, they're going to train you on what you need. So if you need the boots, you need the goggles, you need the gloves, you're going to be trained on how to use that and when to use that. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just basically understanding that your employees do have those rights 
and making sure you have your joint health and safety meetings and letting those workers come to them when they want to. And then there's obviously reps. So those reps will dedicate their time to making sure all the employees do have all their questions answered and that they can come to them whenever they have questions and answer any questions that they may have regarding health and safety in the workplace. Right. So you mentioned before that um, MLA, Ministry of Labor, um, you know, employees, officers, they have, they have a lot of power when they come on, a lot of authority when they come to an office or a job site. They're able to, you know, look through files. They're able to just come in unannounced. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's pretty amazing how much authority and power they have. Um, what kind of teeth uh, do they have in terms of enforcement? Let's say, you know, worst case scenario, there are infractions. Um, how much teeth do they have uh, when things do go wrong? Yeah, well, I mean, to give you a little, just like a more background, it totally depends on the officer you get. It's kind of like being pulled over by a police officer if you're driving on the road. You never really know what mood they're going to be in, who you're going to get, and if they're there for a reason. So was there a complaint? Are they knocking on your door because you're having a party? So it's kind of the same situation, but it can range anywhere from giving you a warning. So just writing some stuff down on a piece of paper, giving you that warning, giving you X amount of days to... make sure that you fix that order or that regulation, complaint, whatever the case may be. But then there's also fines. So there's on the spot fines, which can get pretty scary. Um, it can range anywhere from $250 to thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, so it gets pretty, pretty scary and expensive. In terms of their enforcement, they can bring you to jail that second. So if something very serious is happening or they're there for a very serious complaint, they did a quick investigation and they see that it is happening, or maybe you're talking back to them, you're saying things that you maybe shouldn't be saying, you're not treating them with respect, you piss them off, they can very well bring you in their car and bring you to jail immediately. They have that much power. I know that, yeah. Yes, yes, it's pretty scary. So that's why I do say, and that's why I kind of started this with, treating them with respect, with authority, because yeah. they do have that. And I mean, they want to work with you, not against you. They sure, never sure. Really... That's the worst case scenario. We're not saying that's Exactly. It yeah. doesn't happen often. And I mean, I hope not in the future, but like I've spoken to a lot of them and they just, they care about the workers. They care about you and they want to make sure that you have all the information. Because if you don't know, they're willing to teach you. Like they're, you can ask them questions to say, I didn't know that. And they'll help you. And they're there to answer any questions that you may have. So a lot of people are scared of them, but there's really nothing to be scared of once you understand that they are there to help you out. And it's their job to make sure that they're helping you out. So yeah, it's just making sure that you do have the basics and you have an understanding of what is needed in place and then working with them to solve whatever they may or may not have found. Right. It sounds like having... Uh, you know, the, a good attitude about it, um, which I can imagine isn't always easy. Someone comes to your your workplace, it's your small business, it's your blood, sweat, and tears. You feel like you're being invaded. <laughs> you yeah, feel like someone's sure. on your turf, but, you know, they have the mandate, they have the authority to be an un- uh, at any workplace, Um to protect workers and they don't, and they must see all sorts of things, you know, oh, not, for sure not they do. Them. And they see, I'm sure they see the worst. 
Um, And I mean, especially when it comes to health and safety, especially recently, it's been all over the media. And since the media has kind of taken over how we portray health and safety or even HR or anything like that, you didn't really hear about it much. And now like the Ministry of Labor has been around for years and years and years. And all of a sudden in the past five years, everyone's scared of them. They've had the same, I mean, of course their mandates have probably increased and they've gotten more authority in the workplace. But with that being said, it's because of the media. You're seeing stories more often. You're understanding what they can and cannot do. And when it comes to health and safety, it's super important to make sure that your workers are safe, especially when it comes to more um, training that they need to take on to make sure that they are safe. And that's kind of where they put their foot down and making sure that you have that. Training is like their weak spot. <laughs> right. I guess that sort of takes me to sort of our a last thing to touch on is, you know, how do companies... Um, what can they do to prevent the worst case scenario of, of uh, you know, MOL, MOL coming and uh, there being infractions? What are some of the things that companies should be doing to, uh, to make sure they're compliant and to prevent the scary fines and all that stuff from happening? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that you can do to prevent them from coming on site is to ensure that when they do, it's a happy visit and that when they come back, they're actually wanting to interact with you. So making your making sure you're following the basic reg- regulations and industry standards, um, but it isn't an easy task. So I keep saying making sure you are following all these standards and basic regulations, but I say that and a lot of people are like, I have no idea what those are. I'll Google them after I listen to this podcast. And that's like many people, like it's not basic knowledge. Like myself, I went to school and I studied this. So it's something that it's not common knowledge. So if you don't know the answers, that's okay. So it's understanding that you need to then look at resources and making sure that you are getting an opinion from someone that knows what they're talking about and making sure that that's their specialty. So you might be talking to someone who maybe doesn't know your industry too well, and they might be giving you advice that may not work in your favor. It totally depends on the size and the industry. So making sure you're following the regulations based on your industry. Um, So especially when you're dealing with health health and safety workers, accidents happen all the time. So it's usually due to lack of knowledge. So making sure you have like an outside or third party to come in and it doesn't even need to be like a consultant or anything, maybe just someone to come in that you know has those expertise to just come in, have an unbiased opinion on what to implement within the workplace. Because most of the time, like I said previously, it's usually the owner or their go-to person that is doing that HR stuff. And that's usually because they've, again, been there the longest. And Mm -hmm. the owner relies on that person knowing what exactly to do. Most of the time, they're probably picking up the phone and asking their buddy or their friend, and you never really know what they're going to be doing, which is super scary. So having that unbiased party come in and helping you stay on budget in terms of what are your expenses because a lot of people look at health and safety as a massive expense which is true but as long as you're making sure that you are following the guidelines you're actually going to be saving money and a lot of people it might be an investment in the beginning but it's an investment that's going to save you tens of thousands of dollars if something were to happen in the future So in summary, I think the best thing for you to do is just to make sure you have that knowledge. If you want to take that on yourself, then that's totally fine. Just make sure that you're looking at the right things. And if you're in your, if you're in an Ontario, making sure you're looking at that green book, you're studying it and that's what you're implementing. 
a lot of people will call me and say, well, I looked at the labor code, like the Canadian labor code, and I implemented that. And I'm like, okay, that is not the one you should be reading. <laughs> so there's making sure you're reading the right content. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we covered some, some, some really good topics that are, you know, really important for um, Landscape Ontario members, really any business, but since our association is really made up of uh, business owners, uh, you know, a variety of sizes, but, you know, this is really especially probably relevant for smaller businesses that, you know, like you said before, they, you know, so many of our members, they get into landscaping and horticulture because they have a passion for it. They love to create landscapes, maintain them, design them. And uh, not because they wanted to be an HR manager, which is fine. <laughs> Everybody wants to do their thing. Yeah. So it may not be their passion. And, uh, you know, bringing in some some uh, expert advice can really be, you know, really give them a, good, a better um, workplace culture and, and save them uh, down the line. Probably help with retention as well. Oh, uh, sure. when, you have a, when you have a a workplace that respects or really takes it seriously, that's probably something that employees are going to, uh, appreciate I'd imagine so yeah and they'll respect you back the more you respect them the more they're going to respect you for sure no question awesome well I, it's yeah. been great to chat, chat with you I appreciate you taking the time uh, where can uh, our listeners find out more about um, what you do and and your company yeah, so you can head over to our website, which is uh, www.eiosolutions.com. Um, and we're also available on social media as well. So you can look us up on there. Um, yeah, EIO Solutions. Awesome. And Natalie, I know you have a podcast as well. Can we plug that as well? Yeah, so I have my own personal podcast as well. Thanks for that. Um, it's called Leader in Red. So it's more dedicated actually towards those employees that need help. Okay. So it's making sure that you are going to be um, being your best self in the workplace and that you're going to stand out and be that confident self in the workplace and giving you the tips and tools to, to succeed in your career. So that's more how um, my podcast is geared towards. But yeah, it's Leader in Red and it's shown on any uh, podcast uh, app that you can look at. Awesome. Thanks again, Natalie. Great to chat with you. Thanks for having me. It's awesome.